Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. All right, well, we, we have two celebrities that have just walked in for Kings of War. Adeptic Clash winners, potentially. Actually, I know your name was mentioned as possible Dark Horse by at least someone. I don't remember who. Somebody said, ah, oh, he doesn't know what they're talking about. Maybe, maybe. It's a tough room. So we're obviously joined by Tom Annis, the smiling, happy face of Dojo, <laughs> and John Green, the boxer. Welcome uh, to the show, guys. Everybody. Thanks. You guys drove or you guys flew? Uh, we both flew in this morning. And so. you guys got matched up and shared an Uber ride or whatever. And yeah, yeah. We met at our hotel. We're sharing our hotel room. Nice. I uh, ate lunch and came over here and we walked around the, the vendor hall. Did you buy anything yet, Tom? No, not yet. You're just, just thinking about it. Well, John, yeah, John's sort of giving me the tour and because uh, he's been before. This is my first time. This is so. your first time at Adepticon. Yeah. I forget the number, but it's some stupid number of people. They said there's a thousand more people here than last year. Six, oh, 6, wow. Yeah, I think it's something. And registration was easy for you guys, right? Oh, yeah. We just walked up. Wednesday night, it was stupid. It was like a thousand people in line. We're like, yeah, we'll just, wow. we'll just try to come back Wednesday morning or Thursday morning. And we did. Right. Wait, was that this morning? What's today? Today's Friday. <laughs> There's losing still two more days, dude. Like, I lose the track. But yeah, we came back and we got here at 630 because they opened at 7 and there was already like 10 people in line. By the time it opened at 7, there's 500 people in line. Wow. Did you guys get a swag bag or what'd you get? Uh, I just got the badge and yeah, just got yeah. the badge. You're just here to wreck face and take names. Well, I'm just you know I'm just checking it out. Maybe next time I'll do something different. But right, well, that's just, awesome. I'm yeah. excited. I mean, you, you know, with obviously with Shadow Slaughter falling apart there at the end or right. dropping Kings of War just for low signups, it was cool that you guys were able to you were able to pivot and then you said, well, John, they got to come. I got to have a wingman. Yeah. Exactly. Or are you? Well, let me ask you this: Are you John's wingman or is he your wingman? <laughs> I don't know. I'll let John I'm, answer that. I came because he came. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a good point. I came because of Adept to Clash 2023. We got 2,300 points. What are you rocking, John? Twilightkin. Isn't Twi- <laughs> is Twilightkin still an army? I thought they were out of the game. Yeah. Not the I way actually, he's building it for much longer. No. I expected it to be a lot more shooting than there is. So my army was like built. Like a lot of stealthy stuff? or Yeah. So it's, it's uh, two hordes of fiends, two troops of, uh, of the, the hounds. And then uh, Mikael, four just basic blade dancer units, and then three of the stealthy. But no teams. formation or anything. Just no, yeah, just no. good stuff. And have you been rocking that list before? I've played the fiends before. I've played the blade dancer stuff before, but I've never played this particular. Right. We'll talk about the room. The room is not a normal tournament room. How do you think you're gonna do? Man, I don't. Well, didn't know. you win like Lone Wolf last year? Yeah. Your big. Yeah, well, How'd you do it at mean, Clash of Kings? I went, Clash of Kings uh, UK, I'm I sorry. I went three and three. Oh, right. No, no, no. So, yeah, three and three. Three and three against the Brits? Yikes. I'm telling you, I showed up, made a terrible mistake. Showed up the day before. So I'm jet lagged. So I wake up, the alarm goes off, and I'm like, that's why I'm actually. So I'm rushing to get there, right. and it just wasn't. You're I, old. I'm old. It happens. Well, I'm 50 this year, so I understand. Oh, I need my sleep, too. What are you rocking, Tom? You, uh, is that undead? Is that what I read? No. no so, Varinger. So I, I am shamelessly proxying my undead as Varinger. 
Uh, well, I mean, Aaron Chapman is in your club, so it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. It's the Aaron Chapman. Proxy's a dojo type of thing, right? Right, right. I, I'm just honestly sick of playing my undead and wanted to, but have been pretty busy in, in life lately, so I haven't had time to paint my halflings or my, my forces of nature, which I have two full armies of uh, ready to, to get paint on them. But, so I took Varinger using undead models, which fits pretty well, so I have... Uh, let's see, two Draurig, which are just my zombies. So you, what's your? I always call him Draugr. I'm probably saying it wrong. Draurig. I don't know. I, it's made up word. Yeah. So like, is there? <laughs> can you say a made up word incorrectly? Right. I mean, I guess if you're not the one to make it up, I don't know. Is yeah. it made up? I thought it was a Viking. Is it? Term. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a Viking. I think it's a Viking. Okay, so term what? How do they pronounce it? I don't know. I okay. pronounce it Draugr. Okay. okay, so, all right, so you lose two to one. That's how I <laughs> pronounced it. <laughs> okay. right. uh, so there you go. If John says it's Draugr, then yeah. it's Draugr. Yeah, so I've got two of those. i got a Fallen Horde. got three Mounted Suns Regiments. Some and and, and you got Brutal or Stealthy on those? Uh, two Brutal, one Stealthy. Okay. So what we noticed looking at pictures from last year of this event is... Do you think last year's event is going to be an indication of this year's event? Well, I don't know, but it's the best information. That's the you only have. information you got. Exactly. And, and well, and you we are the spy master, and you'll take any shred, <laughs> even no matter how far right. fledged it will actually be. Right. Just just building my my database of information. Right. Uh, but no, it was like very terrain light, at least compared to what we're. I used think to I, in Texas. Yeah, so. I think it's still terrain light compared to you. It's a lot heavier than last year. Okay. Because I think okay. there was complaints. Hey, none of terrain. People getting shot the court. So the, the terrain is bigger. Okay. But it's not Texas, so where everything is bright. Right. In Texas. So so I have yeah. one one of the regiments has stealthy, and I got the flying lord that has the stealthy aura and uh, that kind of thing. So just just. In case I face a shooting arm yeah, on right. the table. Right. Like Glade Soccer. We'll watch Glade Soccer. Exactly. Or, or Keith yeah. Randall, which, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll meet him this weekend if I plan. I hope so. <laughs> you won't have the bourbon to keep him afloat. So Grant uh, Grant said he's going to challenge me. Grant Fetter. I hope and, he does. And, but, well, I will I mean, say, I don't remember where Grant, out, Grant so. finished uh, in the doubles event, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, well. Now, he is could he say, good? I don't know. Well, isn't he still playing the same army he's playing for like the last four years? He's been playing them so long that they're act, that army is actually coming back into fashion. Right. The, the all army. Right. It, it is. It is. It is because we've got the, some guys playing down here. Because the 18 inch range on the scorch range, right? right. The shooting range. So 18 inches is kind of the magic number. Yep. If, right. If, a pers- if they put themselves within 18 inches of you and you can counter off that. So now his army that he's been playing for so long is relevant again. <laughs> it really is. I'm, 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 being, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. So. so that's the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Magnilled, two snow foxes, and then the Jeff uh, Trace special of the three the tree, three trophy heroes. So. Yeah. And then let's talk about Jeff Trace. He runs like one regiment of the, the knights, right? And he doesn't put stealthy on them. And that's his second line. How do you run your knights? So he's got all the all the cheap heroes like cheap scoring heroes and then yeah i guess he has some knights and whatever i don't know i honestly i have not even played my list yet uh, you've not so, played it at all no i haven't played mine either so it's no. okay yeah, but, I mean, I don't, but i don't have delusions of grandeur of winning the event yeah, so it doesn't matter well, neither do i but uh deep down you gotta have some delusions well right? i i, I want to beat alan ballard uh, adam ballard on his own channel so that's my goal this weekend <laughs> you know because he, he's got his new Ballard report youtube channel and is it any good i've never watched it it's excellent. Yeah, yeah it okay. is. It's really good. It really is. I, I was, you know. So we got a local guy that started playing. His name is Andy. And every time I go in the store now, there's Adam on the screen. I'm like. Oh, yeah. I think Adam's probably the smartest guy in Kings of War right now. 
it turns out he's pretty good at dead zone. I mean, uh, firefight and armada too. I think he came in second in armada. Yeah, with Travis, which is a role reversal because no, let's be honest, Travis usually is se- finishes second to Adam. <laughs> right. Right. So Travis won it. Travis won the armada tournament. Yeah. You asked me how I thought I was going to do. It's always hard to tell. When I won Lone Wolf, it had a lot to do with matchups. It, it just does, and so and so. I, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm planning on winning more than I lose. I mean, that's I mean, that's, that's always, always the goal. My goal. You play five games, you, you hope to win three and two, right? Right. And then hopefully right. you turn one of those losses. Maybe your tactical brilliance could turn into another one. And then maybe there's one game where you can, if you want to go five and zero, oh, there's one game you just gotta have to get lucky. Yeah, Whatever right. that is, there's a distinct eyes or something that just right or the perfect matchup. Right. 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 You you can get through it and get you can get three wins just just by pairings if their pairings are correct I, it takes five parent good pairings for me to win a tournament <laughs> no, no, you, you won five. something recently didn't you? yeah you but won. it only takes it's only every five years and then the next tournament <laughs> I go and rack and slaves <laughs> knock me off the table I didn't play it against them Tom and then yeah. some so the crisis monster hits me in the side and takes out three hordes of siege breakers. Oh, the, the yeah, yeah that, thunk, thunk, thunk. and then right. and that was after all of this exploding two D three piercing two. I was like, who yeah. ran it? Uh, Tim Lonis. He's here from War Chest Creations. Okay, and he's running something similar this weekend. Have you played your Salamander list? Because it looks I've not played it. I played I played a one thousand point version okay. yesterday in the doubles. It was I, fun. I looked at it. You got a good list. Like no BS. It's, well, it's, it's, it's a good list. Welcome to Tyrant Town. And just hope the tyrants can hit. Because you have two tyrants and two rhino hordes, right? So right. That's like the classic quad hammer right. with all the, and and the, the soaring two, characters. Exactly. And, and then monsters. I have a regiment of Scorchwing and a horde. I should have done three. Everybody's like, take three. Yeah, that's three, 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 model. Three, three hordes of those. Three, I have three. three regi- reg- they wanted me to do three regiments, but I have a horde and one regiment. Yeah. Just because modeling-wise... That's what I got done. Okay. Uh, and then a Phoenix, just a plain Jane Phoenix, two Skylords, a Battle Captain. Oh, that's it over there. Okay. Yeah, it's it right there. And uh, two Ember Sprites and two Dekilodons. It's kind of like the army of two. I painted two of everything but the Phoenix, mm-hmm. and one of the Battle Captains wouldn't fit because I don't have the points. It looks good. Whatever happened to your to your half-man? The King of the Half-Men are still there. I took him to King of Monsters and mm-hmm. did okay until Dan Kamek and his rat can dislike all over me, but yeah, that's he, fine. He won that, right? He, he did. did. He's, man, well, let's talk about that. First of all, let's start with this. You guys looked at the, we'll get to Ratkin in a minute, because I think Ratkin are in a pretty good spot right they now. They are, yeah. With Goblins, there's still a couple, of, but you looked at who's coming. This is not last no. year's Clash of Kings. Right. This is something different, because I think I did the math, it's like 20 players or Masters players, maybe. you got two past Masters, you've got several Adepta Clash winners like Corey Reynolds and Eric Trowbridge mm-hmm. and Jet Shokin. I mean, you have a lot of people here. And there's like nine ogres. Yeah, I, I think you have like, so you have Travis and, and, and Eric Trowbridge. I think they finished one and two at New York Masters. You've got Adam Ballard and Corey Reynolds, who I think they played either the, the round five or round six last year for Masters. Um, Adam, obviously, is the current master. Let's see, you have Jess Shilkin. Who won Adapted Clash last year. Who, who won it last year and is finished top two or three at Masters. I think he has the best list. at The at the Ogre list this, is very powerful. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. With with them taking away Spell Ward and with the, the Spell Ward item, Lightning Bolt spam is really powerful. And so I think he's perfect leaning into that. So I think he's got the best list. He's got an ogre list. Yeah. 
What about you? You saw the list. What list do you like? Don't worry if you're wrong. No, we'll I, mock I, you. I do like Tra- I, li- I do like Travis's list. Is he playing goblins? I haven't mentioned. I don't know. He's playing. Uh, I wait for Tom to tell me what. Northern he's Alliance, right? Northern, Northern Alliance. Alliance is right. But yeah. but kind of a. He's got a lot of drawer. A, a smash or face. Or not the drawer. He's got yeah, he, he's trying. Well, no, he's he he plays the uh, what are they called? The uh, Huskarls. The Huskarls. Oh, right. And he uses yeah, the, the other models. Because I make fun of him because he's got system. clansmen. He's calling Huskarls. I'm like, they're not Huskarls, bro. They're those are clansmen. <laughs> just like oh, regular yeah. model. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, they don't make them. Well, they make them, but you just can't get them. Yeah. So I get it. So here's what uh, with the withdraw change and in the charging change where you can right. sort of shift and and do all those nifty things. If you're charging at a different uh, flanks or different. Sides, the smart charges. Uh, yeah, the smart charges. Yeah, that makes like foot armies like Travis's, where he takes like four Huskal hordes and then just troops of dwarves in front. Right, a lot more viable because it's a lot easier to charge from the second line and fit and not block yourself up with the smart charges. So yeah. I think that we played him yesterday in the doubles. It's he yeah. had part. He only had a thousand points, but it's right. a good list. It's, it's, yeah. it, it, it 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 changes the add the smart charges. It just changes fundamentally how you have to look at the game, and, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of a lot of armies out there right now that with nimble, because almost anything that's nimble now, you might as well say they can fly, because of the way the shift goes once you get mm-hmm. somebody in the flank. And so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how some of the the blocks fare against what I think is going to be things coming into their flanks. Right. Yeah. Do you have a pick? Who's going to win it? I wouldn't bet against Jeff Sugar. He and I went to uh, England together. Yeah. Great guy. He's I mean, super fun to hang out with. Fantastic guy. And and he went over there, and I lost quick, but he went deep into the tournament. And I think it was just like kind of a fluke. I, I think he went I think he went four and one. Nice. With the Ogres. I, I, saw, I, I, I like to think that when I beat him at Shiloh, that's what turned him to Ogres. <laughs> Because he's playing undead, right? Yeah, he's playing undead. Take it. No, no, no I take it, John. Take it. Like, I only win a tournament in five years. This is number two. Right. I won. The part is I've been both with ogres. Like, they were good, then they were and then they were good again, and now they're they're not right? But they, they're yeah. definitely, they're different. They're not, you're not bringing 5 g breaker hordes and winning the game. More of combined arms with some more lightning bolt. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, I played ogres at Masters last year with the 9 How'd you do? Nine. Uh, I went you, four and two. You might that? as well just get it out of your system, right? Because you knew that was going away. Yeah, I knew it was going away, yeah. It, it was a fun army. I don't know. I think they probably balanced it the right way. It did. I, I think it was kind of a one-trick pony. The first time I played it, the nine by it, nine. it beat yeah. me. Yeah. And Because and I, I, Tom played me, had no idea what I was doing. Right. And then after I played it, I'm like, okay, okay, now I get it. That, you know, don't spread out. Keep yourself. It's like you any know. army the first time you play it, right? Exactly. Like, you're like, crap! I didn't know that these guys, the oh, Rocky yeah. Slaves, this is going to do this. Mm. But you know, the nine by nine is stupid. Right? I just, stupid. it's a dumb, dumb concept. I don't mind what they did with, you know, all right, now you can have three. Cool, that's fine. It, it's fair. I mean, your core unit should unlock, right? right? right. It, it makes perfect sense. Right. And so by limiting it to three, and then the changes, the, the what twenty five point increase for Namagrak, he's still good. He's still We're still good. taking him, right? And then are, the are people taking them still? Yeah, yeah. there's all the uh, Shilkin. I, I, really? All of us have them. Mostly to get because you told them. me that he wasn't worth it. Well, he's got the extra everything, right? The only thing he, he doesn't he have is he doesn't have the drain life. He can't but, believe anything he says. No, well, he's got. I mean, he's got like Bane Chant five by the time, or whatever. It's right. Bane Chant three, right? And then right. up to six. Up to, yeah, auto Bane Chant. It's right. like Bane Chant, and then oh, I heal you, and now you got vicious. Mm-hmm. Right. In a doubles event, we know it's really good with his move when you can cast it on tyrants with sharpness. <laughs> Great. Yeah, but. 
great. That's a pretty good move. <laughs> That's devious. That's but the thing move. is, the thing is, Travis <laughs> me over. So yeah, it matter. He, he he let me tar pit, and then he's like, "You're only defense four. Dash seventeen doesn't last." Well, what do you what do you see though? You're you're in this more than like I haven't played. I didn't play since I guess Alamo. And then I just played it by you, I think. and and then this is my, another turn. But I haven't played any regular games, so I haven't seen it. In terms of ogres, I think ogres are fine. I think the fifteen point increase. So look, here's what happens: you have a few less magical artifacts. That's it. The right. army. If you want to play the old army, not the nine by nine, but if you wanted to play like a siege breaker, a couple hordes or whatever, and some other stuff, you just have to tweak it a little bit. But I think the tweaks actually make it better because you're not leaning like. You, you go with five hordes of siege breakers. You're just playing into a skew list, and then you get the where you all these defense three and four guys. You pay, overpaid for all that crushing strength, and it doesn't matter. Or they have right. the numbers to drag you down. This is like okay. Well, I'm gonna have a few more units now. My unit strength might even be more. And oh look, now I can really have lightning bat lightning bolt batteries right. and spell wards gone. That is. That's huge. Yeah. Because before you're like, yeah, I'm spell ward, suck it. And now, you know, Adam Ballard doesn't have that crutch. No, no. Right? No, he it. doesn't. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I just in general, all the armies that got like nerfs, like, like I think they're still good. Night Stalkers oh, yeah. are still fine. They're going to be okay. They didn't need the spell ward guy, right? No. So, no, no it was just, no. and the fact that you reduced the, the, the soul flare. It just tweaks your list, and then you do something else. You're still going to be good. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think I don't think any lists got crippled. Well, I think everything that got softened a little bit. It just it sort of is a net. It's a not a nerf, but it's helping undead. It's helping other armies yeah. that maybe just need to come up a little bit by by bringing down the edge on the top. And the, bi- the big issue right now, I think, is, is elves. Well, there's okay. There's two armies that I think are are good. Right. Elves is one. Right. And and they're. Let's talk about elves. What are your thoughts? You obviously heard Keith Randall and Jason Burr yep. and Adam Ballard's thoughts. Yeah. And then here's your chance to give them a counterpoint. Well, I just think that when you have uh, a combination of 24-inch like good shooting plus speed 10 combat units, it's it's a really tight thing to balance because it could be really powerful. In my <laughs> and, mind, and it always has been really powerful. I think in my mind, it's similar to it's it's better than, but I think the, the comparisons there to armies that have not a gun line, but they have that ability to shoot far, like artillery batteries. Right. And they're like, you have to come to me because I'm going to jack you up if you just stand there. But they're better than that because they're not hitting on fives, you know, and they're not random blasty. And yeah, they have the piercing and stuff or don't have the piercing. Right. But they're better because shooting back at them, they're stealth, they're all the stuff, right? The great yeah. stalkers are good. Shooting back at them is still effective, but the problem with elves is when you when they shoot you and to say, come get me, you can't come get them because they have Dracons. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, exactly. You don't have twenty. You don't have twenty inch chargers in the Abyssal Dwarf list. Well, that list is a problem though because a variant of that list won uh, Clash of Kings in UK. Right. And then Lynch turns right around uh, Chris Lynch and yeah. runs. Almost not the identical list. But it's similar. Very, very similar. Did you to listen it. to Chris on the show? I didn't listen. Oh to him, God! So, oh, so. Yeah, you didn't so listen. You didn't prep turn this? Pad- podcast. No, he's, old. So he's too I'm, it's, I'm old. It's too old for that. I'm old. I'm like, what are they talking about? I need to go to bed. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same list with a few hundred points difference. Right. Those two, and then I, I really didn't look that close at, at, at Randall's list, but I mean, it's got the, it's got the, it's got two hordes and yeah. two regiments. And, and the formation. You know, it, it's the formation yeah. really, that, that takes elves over the top right now. So that right. formation is just so good. Um, I mean, yeah. everybody's taking it. And it's it's down from what it was in playtest. I mean, all right, it's here's a question. Amazing. You know, I've, I've had I've had a love-hate relationship with, with uh, 
formations. Is it worse than the Brotherhood one from back in the day? You remember which one I'm talking about? The one that had the Pathfinder and all the stuff? Is it worse than that? Is it worse than that? Like, because that one was like, all right, guys, this is dumb. This is auto-take. You, you oh, go. you mean the, the Basilean one? No, there was a Brotherhood one back in the day that gave the Hordes, like, Pathfinder and... All right, I'm going too far back. Tom doesn't know, yeah, so we'll no, just say, what are your thoughts on the formation for elves? I think that it's it's balanced as far as it goes, but when you combine it with the rest of the list, it makes them a little bit too powerful. So I'd probably find something else other than nimble to give it if they're going to keep the formation. But that's just my opinion. I, you just look at you just look at the trends, and you say, okay, so these guys are taking these lists, and Adam ran a list similar to that. You know, same two hordes of Dracon Riders and then the yep. same two regiments. So I think that's when you look at it and say, well, why are we all, Why are they all taking it? Right. Well, it's not because it's bad. They're taking it because it's good. It's OP. I think it needs to be, I think it needs to be changed. He's right, though. You could take that same formation and give it to someone like uh, Riff Forge Orcs and not cause that. With either Hell Strikers or something? Yeah. Right, right. Right. I don't think you'd cause that kind of thing. They don't have the shooting. Right. It, it's always like you have a good something and you give them another good something, and then it's the combination. It's not one plus one is two. It's no, like it's one plus one is four. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what other list do you think, though? Well, you, I don't know. You mentioned elves. I, I, I do like Jeff Shulkin's list. It's yeah. a good list. Yeah. But, and ogre, the ogre nerve is always a problem because you just need that one crappy yeah. nerve test against you, and you're like, you're. Yep. Right. And, and well, or just be afraid of anybody that has dread or brutal. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right. Any, like halflings. I mean, believe it or not, halflings could do do some damage because they got the guys with the brutal D three, and you got the right. guys that don't care. You always hit on fours, and right. So I don't know. If you had to maybe pick, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to come down to the list. I think it's going to be the player. Yeah. And it's going to be oh, the yeah, player yeah. with the right scenarios that just it falls <laughs> in place and he just avoids that one. You know, I'll use this. I'll use this example. It's Alex Chavez getting to play Aaron Chapman in Dominate, Dominate right. in that last yep. round. You're like, well, exactly, right? Okay, this is the good army against that army in this scenario, mm-hmm. and that's so. If you get that five times, or at least, like I said, like I said, you can easily win three games just based on the draws. Exactly. So if you can get that, you could probably pull it up. But I, I mean, this room, I don't know how to pick somebody. I mean, you could say, is it Eric Trowbridge? Maybe. Yeah. Is it? Adam Ballard. I mean, it's kind of hard to keep go- Corey Reynolds. He's always a dark horse, man. Yeah, he's always Corey's right good. there sniffing Corey's around. Good. See, Corey's my always- theory on Corey Reynolds is that he runs the the only tournament in the Northeast that we hear about across right. the country. So he's Sorry, always Mike. underrated because he wins all the other tournaments that we don't hear about in his region. That's right. Corey's a great pick. I mean, there's a lot of players here. That's I mean, obviously, you guys are not chump. You know, you're no slump. I mean, you know, give Keith his due. Jeff O'Neill's not here, so right. he might have so a he chance. Be good. Yeah. yeah. What does Jeff, does Jeff usually beat him? I think actually he did. I think Keith did get past Jeff maybe the last time they played, maybe at NashCon or something. Right. Uh, but but now you got Nathan who's right there. So Nathan just took out the Peachtree GT, I think. Right, with dwarves. Yeah. With dwarves, yeah. That's another army that is interesting. That one is like the the dwarf lord on large beasts. They they cut the points way too much. The thing is so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, that's the thing about every army. I think, well, that's why it comes down to the, the matchups and it comes down to player skill most of the time. There are some, I mean, there are some exceptions to that. Obviously, the elves are. I mean, Jason Burr is another one. That's a good off list. Yeah. He's I mean, he's a good player. Yep. So, well, What's the guy from Minnesota who has the Twilight Kin list? Like, Melee Twilight Kin? Yeah, you know uh, Jesse Berglund. Jesse, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I played him at, I played him at uh, 
at Masters last year. So he, he's excellent. You know how yeah. you beat him? He just forgets the man who charges 14. That's the only way you beat Jesse. <laughs> That's what happened. That army that he plays is a little flimsy in depth. So in other words, if you can get into the back ranks where he has, where he's got the sisters, whatever the witches are back there, if you can do that, you've, you've got a good. Have a seat, Eric. Want Eric? Come and join us. All right. Well, we're joined by previous master. He's won Adepta Clash. Many people have said he's one of the one of the potential favorites for this. Um, I don't know about all that. <laughs> well, it's hard. It's hard to pick. So we're just talking about armies. What do you think about the field of Adepta Clash 2023? I think Randall's the guy to beat. That's what Tom was just saying a minute ago about his list. Yeah. Now he's also the guy that should have won it a few years ago. Had the exact scenario ran and everything, into the dice guy, and, right? and ran into the. I mean, at the end of the day, if you you can't beat Hurd in a shooting matchup, I don't know, man. But it happens. So maybe it's just time. Yeah. Well, didn't he also? I'm going back to 2020. No, you're thinking of the wrong. No, it was a different guy. Different guy. Well, he was playing Chris Kapsner. Right. Teach you if you've never played him, he will show you how to play good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I told <laughs> Tom. I said I'm glad Chris like, isn't here. I played I him at Chris, but you know. I, I played him at the Michigan GT, and uh, we're both going into round four, I think, and we're both yeah. undefeated. And I have this like beat stick scoring orc list that I'm in love with because it's just a bunch of dudes. It's like got twice as much unit strength as it, as he does. I'm like, are and the missions invade, right? So everything's going for me. And he had the worst. Di- he just showed me how the game was played. <laughs> he beat me like a drum. It was so bad. The only reason it was close is because his dice were absolutely repugnant. That's awesome. And then uh, justice was served in the end, though. He, uh, I would have won on six, but the game went seven, and he won, and it was well deserved. Because it would have been embarrassing. Nice, it would have nice been embarrassing to. It would have been embarrassing to win that game because he beat me so bad. I, that's what I remember when I first started playing. I would take Chris would post pictures of his games online and I'd screenshot some of his deployments and formations and stuff because it's just like they're so cool and so good as someone was learning I was like I need to do what Chris is doing Chris is playing on a different plane than yeah well you know he goes down in his basement and he like right. lays out his armies and deploys don't you do that no <laughs> that's the reason why I don't win oh you mean like just put them out oh, yeah, yeah he just like goes and he says oh this is how we're gonna yeah I wish what I could. about <laughs> I mean we haven't seen him but has anybody looked at some of these armies that Jeff Trace wins with? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you look well, at those actually, lists and you're like, how you can know what? anybody this, win with the list? This is a great segue here because we had Marcelo on who just ran the, the pilgrimage, right? And we were talking about people coming over here into a different meta. And Jeff had okay, he went four and one. That's not terrible, right? But Ken, who's the you reigning master over there, finished middle of the pack. The question to you guys is: He winning in Australia? Because of the list, I, 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 I'm saying no because he came over here and went four and one. John just got back from the UK last year, right? right? right. Like going over there, yeah. it's you're going into like you're you're going into a different like a different world. A lot of, tra- a lot of, a lot of trash over there. There's a lot of trash armies. I'll, I'll say two Seriously. things. One, it's not really fair when you have to travel and be tired and all of that. Uh-huh. It's not a fair competition, especially when you're coming from Australia. Right, right. Um, and still, four and one, I mean, that means you won all your games. They came Wait, down Trace, to a, a, where did, a Trace came over or someone else did? Jeff Trace and Ken Ferris both came to the battle, the pilgrimage in yep. Maryland. In oh! Mar- in Philadelphia. In, uh, yeah. This past, was it a month ago? What did he do? He went four and one? He went four and one. He yep. finished like sixth, I think, overall. Yeah. And Ken finished tenth, I think. I mean, I think Size Ken... 
beat uh, Mike Zenimar. Yeah, I think he beat him. So mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah, but the I other saw... thing is, is with UB, we can play people across the world. Right. And so what you're saying is doesn't really matter. It, like he, we know he, he proved that. I mean, we've had enough online tournaments where he kicks our butts. All right. It's, it's so not... you don't think like the, the the geographic differences are really that much of an impact on? I've done it twice now. I traveled to England. That's a hard to do. Because it takes you about three days to get over the jet It's leg. physical. It's the physical, physical. the, the emotional. And, 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 and I talked to, um, who's the fellow, Tom Robinson. And Tom said, look, man, he said, I'm not making up excuses. He said, but I was shot. When I started playing that game, I was shot. You're, you're, you're hours and hours and hours behind or ahead. For example, in UB, I saw, <laughs> I saw a trace completely thrashed Dan King. Yeah. With an army that Dan King had been beating everybody with, and he and he and and Trace had an army that I, I thought was kind of mediocre at best, and he just it's kind of like Chris does. It's like boom, here I'm beating it every time, and 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 there's nothing you can do about it. So two right. two things. I don't think it's possible to make a bad list in this game because the thing that's both the greatest thing about Kings and the worst thing about Kings is the is the valuation of the units. It's so good. It's if you've ever tried to make a terrible list to hard, yeah. to play a new guy, like at the end of the day, it's all about generalship. Yeah, even the crappiest list can still beat him. Yeah, or her. and they and they will. Yeah, so I don't know how Trace is doing it, but I'd love to. I'd love to find out. Like I don't rate Chris's list on paper. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rate that. But that list has kicked the kicked the crap out of me. Like taught me for sure. Question for you guys though. You guys play a lot of UB. I know. What do you think about the equivalency between? Playing the game on UB versus playing the game on the table. That's a carry or no, 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 not for me. I think I, I'm, I'm older, and I, and I, and it just I cut my teeth on Warhammer Fantasy before you could measure. So I'm really good at looking at the board and seeing how far things are apart from each other, and that gets blown completely apart when you play UB. So I, I, it doesn't translate at all good for me. It doesn't matter how much I practice on it, I don't do better at regular. So what I say about UB is it's so much easier to move models in real life, but it's so much easier to see angles and things on UB. But what UB gives you is just the reps against... It first, it just lets me play more games. Because like I can't go to the game store on a random Tuesday night um, and play for three hours. But I can get you know Jeremy Duvall will log on and we'll play a game after my kids go to bed. So I just get more games in one. And, and two... Um, you just get to see different armies and different, you know, play against a wider group of people. Especially the people that really are serious about UB are like really excellent players. So I, I don't know. I think it, it doesn't translate necessarily other than giving you the reps. That makes sense. It, yeah. it may give you an idea. Like I was telling them the first time I played the 9 9 Overlist was on UB. And if I hadn't played it on UB and seen how it set up and how it played, then when I played it in real life and beat it, I don't think I could have. I wouldn't have known. Right. So there, there is that. You know. I was going to ask you guys, Ratkin. I don't hear a lot of people talking about them, but in our area, like they're pretty good. It's a, it's an army that the current builds are interesting because you don't really want to get in there and engage them because once they do, they tie you down with some crap and they either shoot you or they just eviscerate you. Oh, and then you do wounds to them. They're shit. They're stealthy, or it heals, or they kill the vermin tide. You know, vermin, and they just heal it up. Yeah. And everything's got well, the right stuff has ensnare, and it's tough. And you can't sit back. They got claw shots. So I don't know. I mean, at first I thought it was the goblins because Kyle Poole beat me like a redheaded step out from an orphanage down the street. Like he just. I mean, I'm playing Kingdoms of Men. So all right, I'm, I got my hand behind my back. Right. But he beat the shit 
out of me. And then Dan Kamek was Ratkin just beat the tar off a of dance. So I'm like, let's start with Ratkin and then maybe we'll switch into Goblins. What are your guys' thoughts on Goblins? What are you seeing? What are the builds? I mean, first of all, am I, am I wrong? I mean, it's not a good army. Those lists are about wasp control. So when I say wasp, I mean like the thousand points of prick you, like the the whizzes and the war trombones and the bangets and all that. And you got to stay out of the box and you have to be able to, the kill box, right? Because they got a 12-inch kill box that's the most efficient shooting in the game. Yeah, you're talking about both goblins and rat can have that box, yeah. It's the same thing, right? Kind of. Well, yeah, kind of. But yeah, if you can't, I mean, if you can't kill war trombones, you're you're done. What's your plan to take care of the war trombones? If you don't have a plan on turn zero, uh, yeah, you're, do they you're do done. they need to give them more trombones on the back of like big giant beasts with decent nerve? No, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I feel like that's kind of a trap unit. Myself. Is it? I don't know. I like them. I don't know for I, sure, I like but I feel like it's a trap. I mean, they're expensive, right? In comparison to a trombone. What right? do you guys? What do you guys think? I feel like the game is a game of specialists and finding that perfect unit, putting it in the correct context where it can crush stuff, right? So when you take a unit, a two hundred plus point unit. And you give it 10 shots. Should it be mashing me into dust with by punching me? or is Well, it, let me ask you this. Is it like a dragon? Like in the sense that like a dragon's only going to get you 10 attacks and uh, may, maybe? better than a dragon. I think that it's it, for goblins, if you take three, you're doing it wrong. If you're taking two, I, I can see that. But I do think it's a bulky, like high nerve, high defense unit that hold tokens and, and stay on the board while also contributing to what the goblins want to do, which is create that kill box. That, that's why I think it's good. Um, you just don't want to overdo it. Like. And it's so cheap. Yeah, you just don't You don't want to take too many, but one or two, I think, is, is pretty good. I find the beast rampage aura more interesting than yes. the board trombone. Yes. Yeah. Me too. I really want goblins to have, like, a beast-like build, like, with auras and heroes. Like, let's get away from the shooting. Don't they? They, 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 need to, they need something with they like, do because everything they has do. beasts. Yeah, a people little don't look slashers or beasts. Everything in that army has beasts. But wouldn't yeah. it be cool that like, like a beasts or beasts, beasts or beasts, flea bags or beasts? There's some beasts in there. What's his name? The Magwoman bows. They're beasts. Beast. All of them. There's a lot of beast stuff in there. That list is a sleeper. I agree with you. I, and I well, love didn't, it. Didn't someone just play that list at Last of Kings Australia, maybe? With all the beasts, and then the, they had dogs, mm. and it's like just a crap ton, and it all runs up there and just... When you when you give an ore to somebody, it's very seldom that it applies to that much of an army. But when you, when you actually... It's kind of like giving... Um, the upgrade that the engineer gives to the dwarves. It gives it to a lot of models. But this upgrade, the beast upgrade, applies to probably 75% of that list. You know, other than the core goblins, everything else right. has beasts. The chariots have beasts. Have beasts. You know, yep. Cav have beasts. The heroes have beasts. Uh, what's his name? The Kudzu. Kudzu's got beasts. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a that's to me the funnest list right out right now. Whether it can be effective or not. Somebody needs to come up with a good beast. I, I actually fooled with it around in the basement quite a bit. Really? Because uh, uh, in second ed, I had, a, I had a list that was based on archers and mobbies, so I have all those, all those models. So I, I dusted it off, and it, it didn't do great, but yeah, the, 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 the math is there. Mobbies being 12-14 defense 3 is 
is uh, is rough. I mean, yeah, if you run into uh, shooting, yeah. it's like take it off pretty quick. Yeah, they they, they tend to die. No, but I think uh, going back to Ratkin, you're dead on about that, Rob. Like they've been doing actually really well in tournaments right. recently. It's just that nobody's really trying. You're making me it. feel better about myself. Yeah, no, and they have. So what they have is they have. 24 plus inch shooting, so they can shoot back against the elves, which is really important. They outrange the the, the elves as well. They outrange it, yeah. And also uh, the claw shots being defense five. Sorry, I keep cutting. Uh, no, you guys right? You're speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. The weapons teams being defense five is BS. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. They've got they've got good lightning on on good models. Um, the the what's it called? Um, the flying monster scud. Scud, yeah. And he's a he's a bunch of points. Yes, he is. If you're taking him, there's a lot of stuff you're not doing. That's true. <laughs> so. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I think Ratlin, Ratkin are in a really good spot. Yeah, I think the um, the brutes, the ones that, that, that shoot. Yep. Those are a counter to a lot of trouble in the in the meta because they have an 18 inch range, right? With yep. Move and shoot. Right. So that counters your scorch wings. That counters <clears throat> that counters some of your twenty inch movement. It, 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 in the silver breeze. So I I think that's that's a part of it too. The, as far as I'm shooting. concerned, eighteen is the magic number in kings right now. Anything that can charge eighteen plus or has an eighteen inch charge range, I mean a threat range, is like worth its weight in gold. So yeah, I don't know. But also, we're facing guys who are running 10 Scorching Hordes in our meta right now down in Texas, so it could be coloring my perception. <laughs> 10 regiments? 10, uh, ten Hordes. 8 Hordes. Oh, All right. eight, eight oh, hordes. Or 8 Hordes, yeah. Oh, because he's got to have something, right? He's got to have two, two Centaur Hordes, which has 8 Troop Unlocks, which he fills with... Eight is this Brad McKay? Who is this? It's not Brad. It's Jeff. It's Jeff Brannigan. Okay. Whether you believe it or not, Jeff is like Brad's dirty. Jeff is a hundred times better. Yeah, not dirty. He's like dirty. Brad's the best. So you're saying Brad has some self restraint? Yeah, Jeff is Brad without the self restraint. Fantastic. I love them They're both NASA guys who are way too smart for us. Right. Right. The math's already done. Yeah. He also runs with that list, and this is just a little prick thing to do to somebody. He runs the little hero that gets like eight shots, and if he hits you with one shot, you're disordered. The little nature, Karis, the, Karis. The little Karis, nature yeah. hero that is that is such a ridiculous shoot silly. range. So he adds that. When you gives, talk about that list, though, all I'm thinking is that dude just getting walked down by goblins or orcs, or some honest, some list that's just honest, like defense five bricks of nerve. Who, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not unbeatable. Right. No, it's like it's, your it's dwarf list would probably be fine against. I yeah. I mean, I am kind of thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the I mean, shooting is six not, is a problem. The shooting is not that effective. It, I mean, it, it where it gets you, that army gets you is it eats up your points because you're watching flanks. You got to watch flanks constantly, and then you got to make sure you don't get doubled up on the ends. Right. right, or or singled out on the end, and so and it, it, it it eats your points up, and it forces you to play seventy two inches of table, which yes. is the most important thing. Yes, and for me anyway, that's what I've learned in the last couple of years is the importance of being able to play seventy two inches of table. 
like these Death Stars, people make these Death Star. Like when I think about you, because I see your list, I'm like, oh, it's better than blue or better than yellow. I see you. I'm I'm watching you. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, like your Death Star Abyssal list with the double Cronius or triple Cronius or whatever it is. Like you're looking, you're wandering around the table in this big blob, and I'm sure you learned this in your journey. Right. You're waiting, you're trying to find some rube who wants to grind with you. Right. And you're, but once you're in the pocket, if somebody's got an honest list is playing 72 inches a table, like there's nowhere for you to go because you're going to be giving up flanks at some point to something. And no army in the game, because the points valuations are so accurate, um, nobody can survive that. That's the ultimate mechanic in Kings of War is giving, you get more flanks than your opponent and give up fewer flanks than your opponent and you're probably going to have a pretty good chance to win. Right. Now that's the counter to that list. What my son, Jack, plays, I get to play him every once in a while. But he learned from the very beginning, don't engage the Croniuses at all, you beat the list easy. If you don't engage them and get the get the wound the wound churner going, right. that, that, it's it's very very beatable. So you're you're, you're correct. I mean it is a, it's a little box. Yeah. That once yeah, I, the, I don't care who you are, once you commit to it. You're, you're right. going to get eaten a lot. Yeah, and that's what I learned last year at the Masters, <clears throat> getting beat up by Michael Ireland, who had an honest Ratkin list that played the whole table, and I'm wandering around in this Death Star blob being like, please, somebody fight <laughs> me. <laughs> and, and no, nobody wants to fight me. They just shoot me for a while, and then I die. And, that was my know. experience. <laughs> I mean, it worked at Lone Wolf like a charm. But then I went to Masters, and it's like, and everybody's like, no, no, no. I'm not getting in there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a very good point. Good times. Good times. We haven't got a chance to play each other. Maybe, maybe this week. Maybe, maybe it could happen. Maybe this week. Yeah, yeah, what are you running? Though, to make that happen. Uh, Funny. I beat you last year when you challenged me. That was a flake. That you was a dirty. You don't challenge Grandpa. He put you back down in the shed. <laughs> right. Look, so we, we had a, I don't know if you know the story. So he and I and a couple of other guys broke from our groups. We called ourselves the New World Order, right, like the wrestlers. And so we're like, Fine. We'll all challenge one of the, our teammates. Right. And so it's me and him and uh, Pat was Pat, Pat, Pat Patrick Zoran and Matt Carmack. And Matt and Matt and Matt Carmack. And he, he challenges me. I double Tom challenges him. me. It's like a, it's a triple cross. <laughs> or a triple cross. I mean that's triple like totally me. like a wrestling NWO move, exactly. right? Right. But he lost. Yeah. Well that's a bad play. You're not you don't grudge up. And you don't grudge where you're going to lose. The funny thing of that game was John was in character as the old grandpa for the first two turns. So he was like, what does this unit do with his hand shaking? And he'd like shake, roll his dice. And I was like, you're going to time out if you keep doing this. So you could come out of character now. <laughs> you weren't there. I wore a pair of old man pajamas and my hair was all messed up. And at one point I came out and I poured water on my pants. Oh, like no. I had and I was playing Tom, and Tom, I'm, I'm looking over at him, and man, he keeps looking at the at the urine stain on my pants. And I was shaking my hands, you know, like, what, what does this do? And I was going a little slow. And he was so, it made him so nervous. It made him so uncomfortable. That's how I beat him. That's the only way I beat him. He was so taken aback by my wet pants. It's an amazing so. tactic. Well, God, God willing, that's all of our futures. We'll still be doing this when we're that old. And hopefully our, our opponents will abet us. Be like, thanks, Grandpa. Well, where's the meta going? <laughs> so I think every... So this is what I predict for Masters this year is, is everybody's going to be thinking... Uh, about the shooting 
And so everyone's going to be building Alpha Strike. That's what I've been seeing recently is like to counter the hypothetical shooting, everybody's building like extreme alpha lists. So I think the the like the counter to the counter, which, uh, which is uh, Alpha Strike, is, you know, good grind lists or spears, like, you know, like skeleton spearmen or... With, with phalanx. Or anything that can handle alpha, anything that can beat alpha, I think uh, you might be ahead of the meta uh, going into Masters. Because I do think it's... The shooting is the boogeyman. So people build to beat the shooting. And if you build to what people are building to beat the shooting, you might you might be in a good spot. I don't know. That's my theory. You got Eric. He's like it's it's. I don't I don't pretend to I don't pretend to know. <laughs> I, I really. Do you ever just guess? Uh, I I run orcs. I like orcs. I've always liked orcs. I'm in the process right now of. And John will appreciate this because we're gentlemen of a certain age. Since he's a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more salt and pepper in our beard. Right. Um, but I'm replacing my orc army with a bunch of Nick Lund sculpts from Citadel and Grenadier from the late, oh. from the mid '80s before oh, before orcs were wacky. Talk to me because I got a bunch. Of yeah, I'm stuff. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <Let me know. laughs> but okay. yeah, so I've just been painting uh, painting orcs in my basement, thinking about chaff games and and you know so you put the models on the table and see what happens anybody can win if you just, there's always a mission to play you don't have to kill everything and those shooty lists are usually not the best at, at playing invade or that's true uh, uh, control shooting shooting tends to fail if you fail in hand to hand you still have someone you're still you in the position enemy. you're still right. in the place right you're still right in place. if you if you have a failed round of shooting it could cost you the entire game right just from one bad set of dice rolls. 100%. John. And, and, so, agree more. and so to me, when I see somebody that, that you know, lays it all into shooting, I'm like, well, you're going to have one game where you're just going to lose because you have one horrible round. Yeah. And um, I think that's the, the balancing factor. We'll, we'll see, that. right? I mean, Sean Troy's not here. Sean Troy's list. He's like so amazing and doesn't come to very many events. That's another Ratkin player that said, look, dude, you may have all these siege breakers. Uh, it was rough. It doesn't matter. It well, Sean, Sean Troy's Ratkin list was was four four claw shots, three weapon engines, three shock, and a, or two shock. I mean, it was, it was all the shooting. And it was the damned if you do, damned if you don't, because he'll kill you in melee and he'll kill you. And uh, I'm like, I mean... The list I have here has no answer for that. I mean, there's not much you can do. Even the what, six What's your theory them. behind your, your dwarf list that you have here? Uh, play a mission. Play a mission, yeah. Play 72 inches and play a mission. Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens. The, that's the trace. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't think I'll win with all the great generals here. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I won't embarrass myself. I'm going to have a great time and make sure my opponent has a great time. And, right. You know, have a great weekend. So, do you ever get to play Kyle anymore? Oh, no, sadly. All I right. miss him so, so hard. Hey, man. Hey! What's up, fellas? Corey Reynolds. We were just talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? How was the trip? Good. Nice drive out. 14 hours? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what is, what is it about this Adepticon that drew just this... This 
killer's rogues gallery. It's that weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Murderer's row. It really mini, is. Mini masters. I, I guess. It is, yeah. It reminds me of some of our Texas tournaments. We, you know, it's a small but just extremely tough room. So, I mean, this isn't small. I'm just saying smaller than masters and, sure. and probably just as tough at the yeah, top end. Like half of the, half of the table. Right. All the tables are going to be masters. It'll be interesting. I, I'm surprised. I was told there's going to be all this shooting. And, you know, it's like, there's not, there's hardly any. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's just you're, rude. I got, I, got to, I got to spill the tea on Corey Reynolds. Like, your master's list has been a mainstay of, like, our basement. <laughs> Is this list tournament ready? You got to spar against oh, the Corey kid. Reynolds' Twilight Kid <laughs> oh, list. With the, the, the Glade the Stalkers and the, the Mind Screeches and the whole screeches. deal. It was just that, like, that idea cranked up to it was that purest idea and let's see what happens lean into yeah one thing yep and go with it and it was it was glorious i mean it it was glorious it didn't win but it worked i mean (laughs) would you finish top 10 in battle surely yeah yeah Yeah, so it wasn't bad you're playing adam Adam, yeah what it is so right i was expecting it as like do my best yeah we we had a whole you know i had a horrible game oh that's right (laughs) Golly, man. John had a bad time when we played. Jeez. <laughs> he, he charged me with one of these guys, the Impalers. And there's no kidding. So I got my cronius. He can finally do something. Because he's, he's, yeah, he's excited. Yeah. Cause, cause John's walking at me. I'm going to back up. Everything just, just back up some shot, more, you? you know. And so I'm like, fine. Now I've got, I can start my machine. Right. He charges me with Impalers. He does 14 hits. Out of 15, 14 out of 15 hits, and then 13 wins. Right. And rolled me off the board. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. And, and it all just rolled downhill. And John, in turn, he's like, here, lightning bolt 12, two wounds. Awesome. <laughs> I know. It was, it's one of those it was, games. it was, it was, it was stupid for me to engage, but then his dice made it like 100 times more stupid. That, Everything I tried was went wrong. Everything he tried went, went wrong. I, I'm just like, at the end, I was like, I'm just going to do this. It shouldn't work. It can work. Oh God, <laughs> That's the dream, worked. right? Yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. You get uh, games like that where everything works perfect, yeah. and it's the dream. And it snowballs. And, and, just and you're snowballs. like, I'm the greatest. At some point. sometimes At some point, I will say that he himself even said, this is disgusting. Yeah, right. You know, I, was I, like, I mean, I, I just man. hate rolling. I'm you just going to get everything I want this game. Right, is that right, right with you? Right. That was a tough list. That was a tough list. Yeah, that was my probably the best list ever played yeah. it's masters there's no shame no you put whatever you want out there yeah, yeah. so what are you liking abyssal and this is the first time I'm, first game with him will be tomorrow all right same, same for me and <laughs> my very <laughs> so. it's like the list that you shot off the table yeah it's very similar i was like yeah. i liked what john yeah. had it's yeah. not this like, similar yeah. Yeah. so i yeah. liked it it's yeah, fun you gotta, you gotta hang in there man Get to hang in the pocket. Yep. <laughs> Keep everything in the pocket. Keep, Keep it tight. tight. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. My goal this year is to play a different army for every tournament. Oh. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's great. The, that's the plan. If you could do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, what the, the armor you're playing? You play as a couple different yeah, so it's factions, the, right? The Eastern Empire Samurai Army. So I've got Ren as Twilight Kin. I've ran into Northern Alliance. Could be elves in a heartbeat or anything. So I painted up a bunch of like demon, like demon oni and stuff like that. So it'll it'll fit in with the abyss. It's really nice. So. Oh, cool. 
that's Eric Liebenis. I did find what I'm working on right now is a, a, a samurai mantic ogre army. So I found a samurai heads, samurai shoulder pads, samurai backpacks, and I'm converting the mantic ogres into oni or to, into into uh, oriental. It's it's good. It won't be ready for, for um, Lone Wolf, but probably Alamo, I would think. Mostly Chariots. Okay. So yeah. no, that's, that's the list I've been working I feel on. like you're working on five different armies at any one time. I'm thinking. It's always in the workshop, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, Corey, my, my theory about you is that you're perennially, perennially underrated. Parentally underrated. Parentally <laughs> underrated. <laughs> because... Um, because the biggest tournament in your region you run, and that's the one that we all pay attention to, yeah, and then right. you win all the other ones, and we don't we don't pay attention to them. So that's fair. You think that's a good that's hypothesis? Fair. Yeah, and in a lot of, I think because of where we're at geographically, right? Us in the Mid Atlantic, we're got the cross pollinization going on. So yeah, we everybody in our region knows who everybody else is. But there's not a lot of people that come in from the south or the southeast or the Midwest. So, that's true. Yeah. So it's not, it's kind of insular. And same thing on the West Coast. The West Coast guys, and a lot of people strolling over to the West Coast tournaments to see what's going on. Right. But you guys travel all around the South and Southeast. Yeah. The West, you got in the mountain region. No, we, sorry, you guys I've, are I've never been to the, the, I've never been to the Southeast right. before. I've been to their tournaments. I have not, no. no. Yeah. But I've been to yeah, pretty much everybody else's. I mean, I've been up to Chris's tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I caught COVID actually when I went to the the Masters, Masters. in New York. I think I got sick. Yeah, and, I remember. And I think it was COVID. God, I think there was like ten or fifteen people that yeah. messaged me afterwards. Were like, yeah. I'm so sick. And this yeah. is before anybody knew what COVID was. Exactly. And I was like, this was like the first out, the first outbreak super spreader event. Well, and it, and it wasn't. I think it was. Because think about it, it was in New York is where it started. Yep. I mean, yep. it started in New York, and so New we were, and that's where we were, mm-hmm. and then there, you know. What, 15 of us, 16 of us get yep. sick, and they're like, oh, you got flu. And that's what everybody thought. Everybody got the flu. And then next thing you know, three right. weeks later, it's like, oh, COVID outbreaks all over, popping up all over the US. I'm really hopeful that Adam and his team this year in Omaha can capture that that feel of the New York Masters, because that I think that was the most fun one that I've been to. Um, no, that right. but that was just a great, a great environment with having everybody together in a big room, you know, best of the rest and masters. It, it was just yeah, that was something good. special. Yeah, it's a good. That was the goal, right? It's like we want to get 130 people in the room together, all playing things. No, that was great. Yeah. That was great. And some of those best of the rest games were exciting. Sure. I walked over. You had really good players. Yeah. Too, the best of the rest. Yeah. I, I walked over and watched a couple of those games. I'm like, man, probably they should be playing over here with us. Yeah, I mean, you know? I'm probably not going to make the Masters team this year. I just haven't been to enough tournaments. I don't for think I, a, a few uh, different reasons. So I'm probably going to be playing the best of the rest. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't go if I didn't have that experience of uh, in New York, seeing how fun how it was, that, even that if you're not in the, the main event. So I think it's nice because we had it in the hotel, right with the venue, so we're just hanging out. Yeah, that was a good place. That was a, y'all did a good job on that. It was kind of a, it was kind of a hard to get to. Sure, you know, yeah. but once you got there, you didn't have to go anywhere. That, that was our that plan. Was the cool like, part. We know we know it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Right. So once you're there, we're all just locked in. You don't have to go anywhere. We're all no. just gonna hang out for three days. That was a really good. That was a really good. Yeah, a good job on that. That was a really good. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm confident that Adam and the guys will capture that same vibe. But it's like I have all the faith in the world. This would be a great event. Yeah, absolutely. I won't be there. Oh, you won't. No. Okay. Well, family family vacation already planned. I was like, that week is really gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it cut dangerously close to my wedding, 10-year wedding anniversary. When is it, when is it set for? Uh, 
uh, it's in July. In July? Yeah. I'm going, this is my third trip. I'm going to go to England again. Nice. It's, nice. I'll tell you something, though. It's not fair. You just, when you get over there, and I hate to make excuses, man, the jet, jet lag is a real thing. Oh, yeah, it is. It is a real thing. It takes you about 10 days to get used to it. And the last time I went, I flew in the night before the tournament. And I was just shot for two days straight. Because you're, you're, you're off by like eight hours, yeah. nine hours. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you had more free. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Every time I go to Europe, it's like, okay, the first day, I just stay up the whole day. Just kind right. of reset your clock. Right. And then, then you sleep hard and hopefully That's it catches the, up to you. It's great to go over there. They're great guys. It's fun. They're really fun. You know, they, uh, and surprisingly, they're, I think their better players are as good as our better players. Maybe a couple of them are better. But their regular players are not. Yeah. They don't have depth like we have. I mean, the the lower tables, I mean, they just don't have they don't have, they don't have them. To me, from what I've seen. Well, they don't have as many people as we True. do in the United States. We've True. got a lot of very like competitive his, scenes, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's the here's the real thing. So here's the problem. The game's too deterministic. The best generals always win. How do we get more people to play? The best generals should always win, right? They should. How do we get more to play the game or to play in tournaments? The, grow the scene. Like, like I've got, I've got, you know, very few. Uh, our scene in Central Ohio is really struggling right now. Like, we meet out, we we play once a week, but um, we don't. You know, there aren't a consistently new players coming to the game. So where are you, and I think where part, are you playing? Are you playing in public? Or in, you in Dayton. House? We play in public. Mostly we play, well, I get games. We get, like, tournament prep in the basement. Right. And then when we go out, we, you know. But, I mean, honestly, we've, we've added, like, probably two or three players in the last 18 months. Like, I feel like that's not cutting it because the game's better than that. And the game yeah, should have a larger player base. So the guys up in Albany, Mike Rossi, Corey Wallace, or those guys, they've grown their group significantly up there by playing in public spaces. And... Sorry. <laughs> I'm being yelled at to lean closer to the mic. But the guys in Albany, they've grown their scene quite a bit up there. Like we did, They just had a tournament up there. More than half of them were local guys from the scene. That was 40-plus players. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? Wow. And then the same thing in Canada. Alex Coos and their whole group out there. Over COVID, they tripled the size of their local gaming community over COVID, wow. which was wild. Right. I'd, love to so, get, I'd love to figure out how those guys do that. Playing in public, getting the game out there, running events, like running daily or uh, yeah, one-day events and stuff, and it's working, right? And yeah. I really think, think that the one you got to keep your... You got to keep your knives in your pocket when you get the new guys. Oh yeah, I never. I mean, play, that's I never play the, that's the, key the balls to hard it. lists. That's uh, the key to public. it. You can't let anybody do it. Well, here's or the thing wanna, too: is you want to bring them in, and a complaint from people is, "Hey, look, I'm coming to a tournament on a, on a Saturday, and, and you're bringing your you're bringing your masters list, you're bringing your big list." So yeah. That's that's one thing that no, and that's a fair point. I have, I have never played a masters list. At a local event ever, right. or not even a local event, even in an in-region event. I don't right. even play it in our region events. Like I right. play, play something hard and competitive, but it's not master so Well, Dustin, people don't feel like they're just overmatched. Dustin has brought in five or six, at least. At least uh, Dustin Howard <laughs> call themselves just so dorky. 
the disciples of Dustin. <laughs> but which I would I would yeah, not dude. join the group. I'm sure he hates it. He, I must, would, he must. I would yeah, not join the group so just for that reason. Okay. But he is. He's bringing people in. They're they're playing. You know, in his in his little. He calls it his his his. What is it called? His hat. His uh. His hut struggle shack. The struggle shack. They play in a little shack outside of his house, and they all come in. I talked to one guy one time. He'd been to to Dustin's house over a hundred times, and he'd never beaten Dustin once. Wow. That could be demoralizing, right? Uh, It's not for it's not for the it's not for the faint of heart, right? Sure, right. (laughs) (laughs) A special type of person. Not everybody is a. I'll tell you what, that dude would probably beat the snot out of. of You know what? He he did. That's uh, that's um, Stephen Hauslick. Stephen Hauslick. Oh my God, Stephen! Yeah, (laughs) that guy played. Did he place third at the at the at the Dallas Masters or something? He did. He did. He did. That's because he's in there getting getting clobbered every weekend. You don't learn anything from winning. You don't. All all winning does is confirm all your biases. Yeah, that's true. Stephen had no biases confirmed. No, <laughs> ever. No. Everything well, I do is. Well, well, finally, at a tournament, not seriously, still not at his house, at a tournament, uh, he beat Dustin. At a tournament. And Dustin's like, oh, he just rolled high. <laughs> Dustin made a downplay. He was pissed. <laughs> he just rolled me off the table. Yeah. No, but I was going to say... I, Maybe 101 every- times you get lucky once. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody is like a travel to different cities and spend a bunch of money player. I don't know about you guys, but we have so many guys that play locally that don't travel. Right, they'll Even, never, never snip it. They'll never shut up, but, but they're there. They're part of the, the local community, and they need to be catered to. And I think, at least for me, I think I'm often too focused on like the masters and especially with you know being on counter charge and things like the national or international what's going on and doing play testing and stuff and and i I felt have felt like i'm neglecting the local scene a little bit and so you you have to give those guys that aren't going to travel a goal like you know i'm building this new army because we have a one day coming up in in a month or something it's like i think that's really important and a key to to getting that momentum locally. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I, we've started running more one days in the Northeast, like Alex and his group in Canada run them all the time, but they get 20 guys. So right. That's pretty awesome, right? Right. And then some of those guys that aren't travelers become travelers, and then sure. they get the bug, and they want to be competitive, and now they're on the Masters team or whatever. You know, it's... Yeah, it's exactly. But you need that. Yeah, and I think it's a good way. And I like Ambush is a really fun game. It's a really great way to introduce people to the game. We've been playing a lot of ambush games like in public spaces, and it, it plays quick. People are like not intimidated by four or five units of reasonable size. It's not so intimidating to put that on the table. Right? So I think ambush was a pretty good step by man to put that out there. On the internet, when I you know, go through Facebook, I'll see a lot of people that are playing it, mm-hmm. a lot of people that are excited about it, you know, because it's kind of starting out small, and they're going to move up to it. Sure. But they got the ambush. Here's the thing. The product is available for the ambush. It, 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 you struggle to get the product in at these LGSs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people order, and it's been months and months and months. And it's like, look, if you're gonna, if it's gonna take me two months to get something, I can order from GW and have it at the end of the week. Right. And and that's always going to be part of the struggle. Yep. And the local gaming store, if they can't get it in, they can't get it in. Yeah. That's exactly right. 
And, and, and it's hard to get it. They got a game. Just, Adam Ballard has a game. Adam Ballard can't talk to us because he's too busy. Are you 2-0? Listen, listen, try hard. Are you 2-0? Yeah, buddy. He's gonna win. He's gonna win. Clash he, he of Kings, every firefight, romantic event, right on the heels of the U.S. Masters. <laughs> oh, Travis, oh, oh. Travis you, why do you let that happen? Just encourage we more didn't play each other, so it was a win in my book. Omaha, Nebraska is the fulcrum of Mantic Games mastery. Right, yeah, <laughs> Armada, know? not a firefight. All the all the, the games. Mm-hmm. Right, the hot Omaha, man. Nebraska, center of the country, center of the Mantic universe. <laughs> It, it is. It is known. I wish. You, I wish I would go over the, to England and play. You know, I'll, you never I'll get a with, chance. I'll to go, go with you someday, Mister. Yeah, Ray. it's 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 worth it. When you get to when you get to our age, you've you've abandoned all hopes of being good at your job. You're just like <laughs> hanging on. You're as good and as you're gonna listen, get. Listen, right? don't crush they Tom's you, dreams they here, man. Six weeks I've got hopes taking that right. And you're just like it's like your wife has already like divorced you and married you again and divorced you and married it's you again. Dark. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, Tom's yeah. like well, wiping the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I got to look I'll forward go to. With you. I'll go with you, John Green. You need to come. Listen, come. I still have a family, and I'm very happy. So. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I just like going over. The first experience was better because they had it in a, in a big game store. Okay. Like, huge game store. Fantastic. It has everything. And then they changed it. The second was not as fun because it was like a big event like this. Mm-hmm. But it was all Warhammer 40K guys. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, ugh. But... The game was still good, and then we went out for, with Ronnie and them to dinner afterwards. Everything it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, and plus, you're you're hearing things. This is what's happening. You know, behind when, behind the curtain kind of stuff. Yeah, because you're right there at the at the at their big tournament. You know, if if I went, I would absolutely challenge Dan King 100 percent. Because before I was even on Facebook, I used to go and when I first got the bug to play. I had nothing but Dark Lord on the Mantic forums. Right. right. And that guy was like, yeah, he's the he, king. Was, he knew everything. He won everything. Yeah. He was the best. Yeah. He was the best player in the world. And like, in, in, in real life, like the nicest. Like, yeah, he is. I mean, he's very nice to play. Very, Just a really, really nice guy. I mean. You never hear anybody say a bad word about him. No. no. He, um, Not like Tom Annis, everybody's behind the curtain <laughs> saying <laughs> talking <laughs> about Tom Annis. That's the real behind the curtain talk. Right. So how many times have you played in England now? Twice, and, I'm gonna, and I've bought my ticket for this year, too. This year, we're going to go to England at the end of the trip, and we're going to spend the first couple weeks in Portugal. Yeah. So, yeah. Because we went to Scotland... And then took a train from Scotland to Wales for the for the for the first tournament. I went kind of deep in that one better. And then this, we flew in the day before the last time, and that was just a disaster. I, mean, I, I, I was never in any of the games that I played. I won, but and you're not that good normally, so oh. you can't have that cushion. Yeah. You know, you That's need right. that margin. That's All right, I'll do it. Speaking the truth, That's right? That's right. I'm pretty terrible normal, so then I was like really, really bad. I'll say this, the meta is different. The meta is different. Like for example, we see some lists over here that really wouldn't do well, like a like that all night stalker list mm-hmm. that is all scarecrows. Alright? Yeah, Nick Williams is. Yeah. So that army over there 
gives them fits. Yeah. And so does the zombie, zombie the zombie fits. version. Yeah. Gives them fits because they don't have that many dedicated close combat armies. Right? And you have to have a lot to kill all those guys. And you have to start quick. Sure. You can't fart around right for a away. couple of turns. That's what that, when <laughs> I played Rats at Masters like right. about four years ago. That was just like, here's all the slaves, here's all the here's all the nerve. If you don't engage me before turn three, you're never gonna get through it all. Just, yeah. That was that's it. Still, that's still the thing. Here's my take. Do you guys really think that the metas are that different other than just like different people taking different stuff? I think it's just based on what people take, right? Yeah. Even, even here, like John said, right? He didn't see nearly the amount of shooting you were thinking you would see. No, right? no, I didn't. Well, I didn't. we're all pretty like interconnected now with mm-hmm. Facebook and like like the game's been going on long enough that we've connected with different people in different countries and we know, you know, people post lists and, and Dropbox and whatever. And yep. so I think we people know what other countries are taking and I I haven't as someone who like follows it I haven't really been able to say this is the Australian meta and this is the UK meta this is the Texas meta and this is the you know Midwest meta oh come on Texas meta has been nobody hardly runs shooting right until Jeff I mean our meta for the longest time against the southeast Southeast was all had a ton of shooting. Yeah, there's some. And we had I mean, hardly any in the South. I mean, literally, there for a t- we would show up at tournaments and nobody would have any shooting. You know, not even a unit. And so, I don't know. I, I disagree with you on that part. But um, it just seems like when I was there, there's a lot of trash, and then you'll have maybe four or five really hard, dedicated combat uh, units in a lot of those armies. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Tom sees all of it. Tom, Tom's out there. Tom knows everything and sees all. Yes, he does. Speaking of some things, Kyle uh, Pretzel Twinkie showed me some things that I'm not going to repeat. Pretty exciting stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a good year, I think. I don't know if he showed you guys anything, but can I either confirm or deny? Look, Tom knows everything before they know it. <laughs> That's right. I haven't played since. Uh, Bayou Battles, which is what, a month ago, I guess. Yeah, do you guys all? So I know you're playing weekly, like all the time, right? Yeah. Are you guys playing a ton? I mean, I only have ever really play in tournaments or I'm doing like friendlies for local. That's really it. yeah. That's my exposure. I, I, I have been playing less the last three or four months, just for a lot of reasons, family and, and job reasons. But I usually play twi- like once every two weeks at least. That's good. Yeah. Uh, whether that's UB or getting a game day or something at the store. But that's probably my average. Uh, when my son is in, like when Jack is in, yeah. we, he has a very good mind for this, and, and he'll come up with some crazy list and we'll play. That's the um, currency of the realm, man. Exactly. New ideas. That's it's what I'm weeping about is that we, if we don't grow the scene, it's just us jerks sitting around like beating each other up. Right. Yeah, we need to get some new blood in here to beat us up and show us we're ain't. I think that the game itself is definitely as good as anything else out there. Oh, yeah. Except maybe what we're competing against, which is the video game you just turn it on and you sit there. That's right. the competition. That's, that's, that's the, the competition. The competition yeah. is that, and then I guess I guess the Warhammer, uh, that, that cult, you know, is our competition as well. Well, the problem is their models are everywhere. So if you walk into well, it's it, an, it's a. I had this discussion earlier today. It's an e, it's an ease of play thing. Right? right. I can find four or five opponents anywhere for the games workshop. Right? 
They might all hate each other. They might all hate the game they play, but they can play it. As we did. Right? Yeah, exactly. As we hated I mean, I, everybody asks me, are you, are you excited for the old world to come back? I was like, no. I will Mantic never. games are so much better than anything we ever played. We just didn't know better. We didn't have any other perspective right. on gaming. Anymore. Right. So now, I was like, no, Mantic games are great. The rules are so good. The community is so solid. I love playing all the guys that I play against, and they're super competitive, and usually the best general comes out or somebody, and luck does play a part of it, right? But equivalent generals, you're going to have a really good game, no matter what the list you are because of the scenarios and the balance in the game. Right. But he's a play. Yes. You go back to that here. So, so we're competing against you know the video game, right? But then you're also com- com- competing against the proliferation of those models, mm-hmm. the Warhammer models that are already out there. Well, I mean, you can use Warhammer models in in Mantic games. You can. I mean, you can. It, but I just think it's just it's a, it's a competition. And yep. There's a lot more of them than there are of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is probably easier said than done, but I think a big issue with Mantic is like completing the ranges, having complete ranges for armies, which they're now doing as they release army after army. But yep. I think that was a big issue for a while yeah it's just you want to play this army you get jazzed about it but you can't get it you or have some you stuff have that to you like, can't quite get there's units you want to take that right you can't or it's like out. i want to get a bunch of butchers but i have to buy mega armies mm-hmm. to get them i can't just buy the butcher right. Think, things like that i think maybe and I, i'm telling you better think about this so a person goes in and they say look i'm gonna i'm gonna play fill in the blank games workshop i can go buy every model that I need, have it ordered to me, and it's to me within so many days, right? Or a couple weeks. Manning's kind of struggle with that because they don't have the complete lines. Right. And so that impulse buy where the guy's sitting there waiting to get his can't, stuff it in. It can't happen. It can't happen. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He's going to change his mind. Right. He's going to go some, he's going to go, you know, to a different yeah. model. I talked to Kyle too, and he's got some, there's some strategy out there around that to hopefully tackle some of that. So. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so. I think it's I root a, for the, I, I think love it's the one. Yeah, I root right. for those guys. You know? Right. And I think that again, I don't have a Bantic army, so I'm not one to talk, but it's like, <laughs> I buy models, I buy all the books, I buy any other content you I can. You got to do a Mantic army, man. So, I did a I Mantic know, right. army. I did one. That's why I got dwarves here this weekend. Go. Got a Mantic dwarves. I know, nice. I know. So I'm like, I got to figure something out, but the thing that kills me about the Mantic models is there's a lot of monopose-ish stuff. Like all the, the Frostfangs are three dudes with an axe, a spear, and do you have a Do you have a salamander army yet? Because the salamander yeah. range is baller. Right. So that's what they did. More stuff like that, where the models are a little more diverse, and mm-hmm. like you said, morphed out uh, across the range. So I think that's where it's at. I'm hoping that they can start doing that more across the board. Yeah, right? But I try. You got to get people to support Mantic, right? Mantic game models. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard because I convert my stuff, which, which I appreciate. You know, the model agnostic approach. I think, yeah, it's a it's a draw. It's a it's a plus maybe for the community, but not for Mantic. Mm-hmm. But we'll see going forward. Right. It just is. It's it's easy when it's all there to buy all the EOD army, you know. Or speaking of which, that stuff is looks really good. Yep. Yeah. Y'all seen that? I mean, they're getting better. It's probably the they're best cab better. they've done. Yep. It's the best cab they've done. That's very beautiful cab. Yeah. I mean, that's no, something legit. else. But you're right. The supply chain issues that they have are yes. That's it's, it's 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 problematic. I mean, even for people that I'm trying to introduce to the game, mm-hmm. you know, who want to buy a, th- a quick thousand points. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy the box, you know, but what if you want to go beyond that? Mm-hmm. So it becomes a little bit problematic. But yeah. I do think Eric, in answer your question, 
a lot of it's got to do with the 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 charisma the level of charisma of the person that's promoting it and their age in in respect to the people they're bringing in like alex is younger Mm -hmm. right and he's bringing a lot of people in you're saying that kids don't give a what we say Because that's what I heard. I I always get, uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) It's the truth. They don't get to I guess that's what I'm saying. It used to be, you gray hair got you a little bit of respect. Nowadays, you know. (laughs) A little. Huh? A little. little. Just enough. Just enough to make it feel good. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to turn this stuff off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think there's an off button over there, is there? Don't take that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. I can't Ed- wait to edit this. Yeah, there's going to be like, some heavy editing. No, I don't care. Time. I love this. Is- that this is why we come to Adepticon. It's been all this effort to come here. I just wish I had a bigger table. I got two more. Because yeah. Keith, I was like, Keith, they're talking this morning. He's like, well, I'm the one over here. Get ready for tomorrow. Another try hard, just like try that. Hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.